Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 22 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. And they say I'm Sarah. They do. They do. And this is a little bit of an unconventional episode this week. You're getting the two best people in houses. <laughs> No, but really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but really. But seriously. No, it's just uh, Sarah and I today. Um, we're, we split up our December a little bit because, as a lot of people know, December gets a little wild and crazy and hard to, you know, get together. And so here we are. Well, what the real reason was because the Swish and Flick is divided between <laughs> the Petruses and the O'Malley's. And there's been fighting. They think that they're better than us. But we know the truth. It's really us. O'Malley rules. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all seriousness. No, no. We're just, it's just spending more time with family just because it's Christmas time. So it was easier for them to record an episode and us in between the um, Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets. Kind of break yeah. it up, do something different. And we are starting Chamber of Secrets super soon. Yeah. Next weekend, you guys will hear your, our first episode on ah! it. Also, happy Christmas Eve. Yeah. Merry Christmas Eve. Yeah. What are you guys doing today? Anything fun? We're going to go see Star Wars again. A Star Wars! <laughs> Which could lead us into our news for the week. <laughs> yeah, let's dive into our uh, weekly profit here, and I guess I'll just let Sarah take it. Well, it has nothing to do with Harry Potter, guys. Literally nothing. So, <laughs> Star Wars, we saw it. It came out on the 15th. We saw it on the 15th. doesn't have much to do with what I did. <laughs> Um, but it has everything. So that was Friday. Saturday had a, a Christmas party. It was a little bit of a bust, but we still had fun. Um, and then on Sunday, I went to brunch at my cousin's house, and we had a few mimosas, maybe like two, three. And as we all know, I have a couple of tattoos. So does my cousin. We tend to make bad decisions sometimes when we're together. The one time I went and got my septum pierced, <laughs> and she got underneath her tongue after brunch. <laughs> 
Do either of you common themes? Does she? You, I know you don't still have yours. No, does she? She took her piercing out within a week. <laughs> um, These I, are good choices. We, it, it happened in March, and I took mine out in June. And like it was just because I never wore it down. A lot of people hated it. My mother hated it. Like she wouldn't talk to me if I had it down. Um, <laughs> and so I, it was end of June when. I'm like, I'm just going to take it out. Cause I, and besides the fact that I could never wear it down because one of the balls was missing off of it. Like that screwed into the thing. In case you don't know, this is like a bull ring. Yeah. Like and, and, you know, <laughs> where your septum is. If you, people don't know what a yeah. septum is. Though. Well, like that's just what it's called. Like, I know, but I don't think, I don't no. think a lot of people know that. Well, it's, it's the one it's that's your nose. In, inside of your nose that comes out. It looks like a, it looks like a bull ring. looks like a bull ring. Um, and then for a long time, I'm like, God, I really missed it. I wanted to get it back. And then I looked back at pictures and I was like, no, I really did look stupid. <laughs> I love it on other people. I think pe- there are some people out there that look fantastic with it. I, I think agree. it's a great look. I agree. Just not for me. Yeah. Okay. So, so bring us to uh, your news. So we decided to, <laughs> and when I say we, it was really me. I was the one. And I think it was the other time when I said, let's go get piercings. So it's you really. Yeah. The bad influence. Yes. Okay. I was like, we should get a tattoo. And she's like, well, what would we get? And I talked about getting a semicolon tattoo for a long time. Mm. Um, uh, explain what that means to people who don't know. Um, well, it's basically kind of like talking about people. And I, I myself have never been suicidal, but more so for people that have had of um, felt like this is the end. Like it's kind of, you can end a sentence with a semicolon, but like you're not ending it where you can keep going kind of thing. So it's like an end with a new beginning ish. Is that a good way to explain yeah. it? Yeah. Um, it's like it's hopeful. Yes, so that's why I, we I, I wanted that, and then I, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I could I should get a BB-8 tattoo because, and I mean, BB-8's great. So that I that rhymes. Yeah, <laughs> I sent Tiffany a picture of, um, and I wanted it to be simple, and I wanted it just to be the outline, as in like circle, like a little half circle, and an antenna. So. And me being me was like, oh my gosh, that's adorable. Yeah. Not thinking she's just going to do this today. So we, she texted her friend. We go to this tattoo place. He is a tattoo artist. He's tattooed her for 10 years. Mind you, she only has four. So like in the span of 10 years, he's tattooed her now four times. Um, it cost me 60 bucks total for these two tattoos. And let me tell you, they're not great. <laughs> Tell tell them the name of Oh, so he's not since he he's not I mean you you look at him from far away he looks fine, but like you look up close and you see how bad it is. It's not great, you guys. Um at least he looks like himself. You know That's what I mean? true. It does resemble like, BB-8. It just it needs a lot of work. The lines, and, guys, the lines. It's so bad. And it is just the outline, but like all I wanted was like the circle, half circle, like, like body head antenna, basically. Mm-hmm. But he did the, um, the inside. inside. Yeah. And um, I sent a picture to Megan and Katie and Tiffany. And Megan's like, well, you could just get it covered up easily. I'm like, I don't want some huge thing because it's on my ankle. A huge thing on my ankle. Um, We're trying to figure this so, out. So, I mean, it's there. I'm going to wait till it heals to do And, and the name it. of the tattoo is? Oh, it's BB one and a half. BB one and a half. <laughs> but he is cute. He's like, not quite a BB eight. <laughs> yeah. It's, that's, it is. It, I mean, think about it's cute. It's just when you need for a long time. Right, so I can well now done. say that I have three nerdy tattoos, two Harry Potters and a Star Wars. Sounds like a good movie. <laughs> like three weddings and a, four weddings and a funeral. Two Harry Potters and a Star Wars. <laughs> Starring but, you know, Sarah. This is just my life. I make a lot of poor choices sometimes. And you know what? Stuff happens. It's all right. 
You'll live. Well, yeah, I'm you're turning my chair. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to turn myself. Um, we are at a new location today. We are at my house, Tiffany's house. In case you didn't know, this was my voice. Um, we're just changing the locale up a little bit. Going to be recording here um, from now on. Mm-hmm. Getting a setup going, and we're overtaking half of my husband's man cave. So, but he gave it up willingly. Thank yeah. you, Marty. Um, so you might hear a Fozzie bear bark every now and then because he's loud and proud and it's his house. too. It, it is his house too. So we have to be respectful of the Foz. All right. So we, before we go on, oh, I yeah, will but, just say about the tattoo, I, I don't feel bad about it. So don't you feel bad about it? Yeah. How does it's Florence feel about it? Florence thinks it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> she would. Oh gosh. All right. So this episode um is going to be about um our favorite Harry Potter things. We thought we'd do a little bit of a personal episode. Um I know Megan and Katie did um some of Katie's fan fiction last time. So not that's I mean that's epically personal to share your own fanfic. So Yeah. Um we're going to get into um favorite book, movie, <laughs> actress or actor and some favorite creatures so that's what we will be doing today and our first topic is our favorite book and essentially why and what we love about it so do you want me to go first yeah i would love for you to go first uh i really like the half nope order of the phoenix I like him because I like I I really like the last three probably the most. I mean that first one is like so classic and iconic and you know you're first getting into <laughs> you're first get getting into you know learning everything and but I am the type of person where I like drama and you get drama in every book like yeah you do you do but dark stuff like i'm always my friends joke around with me that i love sad songs and i like sad stuff and it's true like one of my favorite movies is atonement which is a sad I've movie never seen that movie it's very good i recommend um so like i i like that it's darker i like that you start seeing you know r- real aspects because like it, essentially they're going into war and like you see that you know this bad guy's coming back and he's screwing sorry without swearing <laughs> and you really you really get to see you know the characters are growing up and they're they're dealing like especially with harry in the fifth one he's dealing with so many emotions and he's becoming so angsty because he's so mad and i loved reading that as a kid like you really get to see more of an emotion and you see him growing up and not only is he he's not growing up in a normal way anyways he's growing no. up where he has a crappy home life and mm. You know, now there's this guy that's back and he's trying to kill him. Like, that's Voldemort's goal is to get rid of him. Yeah. So not only he has that crappy home life, there's a guy trying to kill him. Not only just a guy. Yeah. 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 He's got an army of people that want to do harm to him. Um, And then you see him, like, kind of grappling with the fact that you don't see he someone that he's looked up to so much with mm. Dumbledore and he kind of is like out of the picture where he doesn't talk to him and he's on purpose. Yeah. And he finds out that his and friends weren't, out, weren't allowed to talk to him all summer long. And like, that just makes him more angry. So you can only imagine like what a 15 year old boy is going through. Plus, yeah. Plus teenage angst. Yeah. Hormones. Yeah. Dude. I don't I'm know. Just, and then Umbridge throw her in the mix. And there's times where like, I hate her more than I hate Voldemort. Mm-hmm. And you see yeah. that whole aspect of it. It's just, I think you also, in that book, you see, so 
Prisoner of Azkaban kind of like made you appreciate Fudge. Because, you know, we're thinking, oh my gosh, you know, he's doing underage magic, he's gonna get in trouble, mm-hmm. and Fudge is like, Ain't no thing, Harry Potter. Yeah. And then in this book, we see how government cannot be so great. Yeah. And how it's corrupted. Well, especially because you and you I'm agreeing with you, like you see that they know that um they being and they all know Voldemort's back. Like it's happening like it happened the time before like all those mm-hmm. years before and cover just, ups. Yeah, it's fudge. they're covering it up and they're saying he's a liar. So he's getting it from all aspects where he you know, now also has like all the media being like, Oh, Harry's a liar, Dumbledore's a liar. Yes. And then you see like people at school being like, Well, who am I supposed to believe? Like what my mom's telling me at home or like what we're reading in the papers and Seamus. Yeah, like and you see all of that. Yeah. The poor kid. Like <laughs> I mean, hit your break. let's let's take that media approach and just think about what's happening in our world today. Yes. Hashtag fake news, blah, blah, blah. You know, we have such crap going on with our media and, well, you know, this source skews it this way. This source skews, skews it the other way. Mm-hmm. Wizarding World has what? Like one source because people don't believe the quibbler. Yeah. So they're being fed this story and they have no other choice than to maybe believe someone who thinks Harry is all right because that's what they think and that's their opinion or this news source that's been around for God knows how long. Like mm-hmm. think about that, how that would be so tough as just like a regular wizard or witch living in the world. You know, what are you going to believe? Yeah. And it's your only news source. And you're supposed to trust out. them, right? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, like it makes me so like you do like, like more. the saddest book. Because when I think about this book and this movie, it's not, uh, I mean, obviously I love them all and they're very good, but it doesn't range as like one of my favorites because it pisses me off so much. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you even see like, like you were going back to the third book and how, um, or even, even the second one, Mm. either one where he was doing underage magic in it, that was in the second one. And then in the third Mm. where he blows up Aunt Marge and how they're like, oh, don't worry about it. And then he, um, saves Dudley. Why could I not think of his name? Well, you did it. It's fine. Oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) So where he saves Dudley from the Dementors and they're like, why would there be there? And he's getting questioned and Mm. they, now they don't believe him when like they know, like how do you not know that there's Dementors going around? Like you're again, covering it up and like trying to act like, like what, what oh, they know. Oh, they know. But like, what would have happened if Dumbledore hadn't have been Dumbledore and been there on early? Like, you know what I mean? I think Harry would have been expelled. I know, but like, think of how crazy that would have been. Like, mm. what would have been the outcome? Like, Voldemort would have won. Mm. But like, I don't know. It's crazy. I think, I mean, I think something would have happened. I mean, he would have gotten some kind of thing from Dumbledore, whether yeah. it's like, Private, magic lessons private training yeah. yeah but like and then you have to think about how they treated fig yeah do you like figs <laughs> have you had one no but like you know we just see how like because she's a squib her story is crap mm-hmm. you know they don't care when that goes back to like the whole they don't squibs i feel like don't have a major part in the wizarding world which we know oh definitely not like, especially after that article we read on Paramore. yeah they don't care Hello, Foz. Use your words. <laughs> Got the Fozzie Bear here. It's just yeah, it's insane. It's a sad story. So Every book is kind of sad. Oh, all of them are definitely, you know, yeah, definitely sad. And I like me a sad story. 
Sad stories with Sarah. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yep. All right. So my favorite book is... I struggled with this, you know, even from when we started this podcast, um, I believe in our first episode, I was grappling between Sorcerer's Stone and Deathly Hollows, And I think I can firmly say now it's definitely Deathly Hollows. Um, I think my favorite part of this book is just the storytelling and how everything just comes together and to complete mm-hmm. the puzzle. I love finding out, you know, who people are. I like learning. I mean, as much as it kind of like hurt to hear, but learning about like Dumbledore's kind of like seedy past and yeah. uh, Grindelwald and, you know, their relationship. I mean, we learned like a little bit about it. Uh, side note, I really, really, really would like um, The Life and Lies of Albus Dumbledore written. I agree. Like she already has like a bunch of chapters of it. Like even if after all of the fantastic beast movies, it would be a perfect time to release that like mm-hmm. mini book, do it as an ebook, whatever. Like I would love that. Yeah. Dear Joe. <sighs> dear. Yes. Dear Joe. We know you're listening. She is. We know you're a regular on the podcast. <laughs> Every always- Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> but I just love like you get to learn so much more about, Harry and Hermione's friendship. Mm-hmm. You get to see, you know, Ron's redemption because we all know his flaws. Like mm-hmm. his flaws are out there. Everybody knows them, especially seen in, you know, four starting in four, really yeah. like big time. Yeah. Um, when Harry gets chosen as the, uh, second champion, but I love seeing his arc. Yeah, I agree. He grows up so much in these books from being a kid who, you know, is kind of low on the totem pole in his family to being Harry Potter's sidekick and second to Harry. And, you know, he's with uh, genius Hermione and then he comes in, has such an important part, you know, destroying Horcruxes and taking down the darkest wizard of all time. I don't know. And I love the tale, like the, the deathly hollows mm-hmm. tale. I love that the death stick is real and it has a bloody history. I guess I'm a little gross. No, I you're think it's sa- great. You're sad and I'm gross. <laughs> <laughs> like, and how people were like, you know, we were asking each other, what are you looking forward to most out of fantastic beast? And what do you hope to see? The crimes. I want to see all the terrible things. Yeah, like don't let, don't leave anything out. What does that make me as a person? <laughs> I and then I want to see all the terrible things. But you also love watching like war documentaries. I like do. that's what you love to do. Yeah, if you don't know that about me, um, I recently went to Gettysburg over the summer and um, kind of solidified my love of history. I mean, I've always loved history, yeah. World War II history. I'm always watching it. Um, history channel please start doing more history things again you shouldn't just be a crappy (laughs) reality show channel but anyways um yeah i i love those war docs uh, that new ken burns ones that was about the vietnam war that was really good side note you should watch it yeah and see now the documentaries i like to watch are usually ones that are involving really sad stories and like people struggling and which i mean you get that with war too but oh yeah I get what you're saying, though. So, yeah, I I mean, and obviously, I love the Deathly Hallows. I have it on my body. Like, I love it that much. I mean, you have it on your body. So, it's got to be 
Who? What? Huh? I have no tattoos. She has zero tattoos and zero crappy ones. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just, there's just something about that book. And I remember when I was reading it for the first time. So I went and I got it at midnight and I had to work the next day and I read like a ton of the chapters and it was sobbing when Hedwig died. You know, I can't remember where I had to stop. And then you guys, I faked being sick at work the next day so I could go <laughs> home and read. But I read until like 2 a.m. that first night and then came home and finished it. And I, I mean, just crying the whole time. Yeah. And when you figure out, you know, exactly what Dumbledore knew or suspected and his guesses are usually correct. And, you know, when he, he goes to the King's Cross and you're like, he's not really gone. And then you realize like the protection you learn about Snape's memories. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, crap. He's not a bad, bad, you know, yeah. he's, he's an yeah. a-hole, but he's not a bad guy. Yeah. I just love how everything's complete. And honestly, some people have said that the book is rushed, whatever. I don't think that at all. I mean, if I could be completely honest, and I think a lot of people would say this, if she'd never stopped writing, I would be okay with it. But at the same time, you have to have like an ending. Like the book has to end. And it it was always going to be seven. And if she uh, was going to go more in depth, like the books would be huge. I mean, granted, I would read all of them, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was great. I agree. Fozzie's sitting. I'm sorry, you guys. Fozzie's sitting in my chair. He looks so sad right now. Yeah, he looks like he's judging hardcore. At least they're not sitting in his chair. That's true. Yeah, could it be worse, true. Fozzie. It could be worse. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. I love, I absolutely love Deathly Hallows. Like, it was, it, I, I, I can't I, wait. I can't wait. I mean, it's going to be forever before we get there. But when we dissect that book, yeah. it's yeah. going to be absolutely epic. And I, yeah. I absolutely can't wait. I, um, like you said, it just uh, finalized everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, everything, most of, most everything you, your questions were answered and I'm like, yeah, yeah. new questions arose. Like I want to know more about Elvis. Like I want to know yeah. more about his life and hopefully we're going to see that with fantastic beats, yes, you know, hopefully. And that really, I, I just, it's a good book. I mean, they're all good books. Yeah. Everybody has their favorite. It's really hard to choose because yeah, I mean, you think about the ones in the middle, like, uh, goblet of fire like who usually chooses that book i don't really haven't come across anybody who says that's their favorite but think about how essential mm-hmm. and amazing that book is i mean that's where i almost said vader <laughs> <laughs> sorry it's been all star wars lately um that's where you know voldemort comes back little baby voldemort <laughs> little baby. oh my gosh somebody in our group Yes. Posted uh, a picture of Wormtail uh, dropping the baby Voldy into the cauldron. And it had like a Christmas verse on it about like the child. What did it say? Oh, something. It was like a song about uh, about baby Jesus and this tender child. So tender and mild or something like yeah, that. I think so. I was like, I almost threw up. It was so bad. <laughs> it, was it was so, pretty. it was bad, but it was great. Oh my gosh, that kills me. Um, I guess also about these books is that I love is Rowling's ability to tie everything together and pull like Greek mythology in there. Mm -hmm. And everything has, you know, everything has a meaning and a purpose and nothing's done by accident. Everything's well thought out. Like, what can I say about her as a writer? 
I think she's good at what she does. But this is coming from someone I I don't um read books like with a super critical eye. That's not ever been who I am. Like I'm a person I read books like for pleasure where there's people that are more analytical in that sense and I've have never been that way. So like I read her books where I think it's a great story where people are like, Well, well no, there's this, this and this and they're coming from like more of an English background and I'm significantly more math and science. So I think she's a great writer. I like to read what she writes. Mm -hmm. I've read some of her other stuff and I enjoy her books. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm going to post these pictures of Fozzie because he's like epic right now. He's like over it. He's like, can we talk about something else now? He is. Fozzie, this is just the beginning, my friend, my friend. Okay. Favorite movie. Star Wars, The Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> what it would be my favorite movie? This I, is hard. I will say this. I've probably seen the first one Eight the most. Times. But I would, I would say the third. Although I will also say this. And I was thinking about this actually with Star Wars because with the first, um, not the first one, but like. Four. No, no, no. Oh. Um, with The Force Awakens versus mm. The Last Jedi, with having different directors, like oh. they changed directors in Harry Potter. Um, After did, two. Did Chris Columbus, Chris Columbus did did the two. first two? And then I think Alfonso Curran, I don't know if I'm saying that correct, did the third. I don't know. And so know for um, the third movie, mm. like the whole like landscape was changed yeah. to use a different director. And mm. I remember... Whenever it came out, I hated it. Yeah, because everything was so different it's from like what hilly. like hilly. Yes, so so different from what I remembered from the first two movies, or how you pictured it in your um, head. Yeah, and but like when I, how many books were out when the first movie came out? Oh God, uh, at least the first four. Well, so I guess that like reading it, I would have imagined my own stuff, but I just remember I was so angry that. Yes, it was Alfonso Cuaron. Mm. Sorry if I'm in pr- pronouncing your name in Krong. In Krong. In Krong. Incorrectly. Um, <laughs> but, like, then after I kind of got over it and, you know, I still liked the, de- like, what all, all, all the other things you see in the movie. Um, because I like seeing, like, you meet Sirius, you meet Lupin, and you kind of get a little bit more of, mm-hmm. like, Harry's, they talk more about his parents because they were friends with him, and you see all of that side, and Harry starts getting really sassy. Mm. Um you know, and really, that's the first one without Voldemort in it. Yeah. Because you don't really see him. No, you don't. So, I just, I like that well, a lot. you don't really see him in two either. I mean, no, but like he's, yeah, yeah, like he's a part Horcrux of it. Horcrux Voldy. Yeah. I just, I like that movie a lot. Yeah. I like the people in it. I like the actors. That's, that's a one reason, like for me, when I go see a movie. Mm. For me. For me. I... Go see it. If I really like an actor, I'm going to see movies at the end. I'm going to see shows at the end, like mm. because I really like them. Yeah. So I'm even if people said the movie is crap or they don't like it or all this other stuff. One, I don't always trust other people's opinions. True. Then, oh my gosh, true. And then if I really like someone, I want to see them in the stuff that they do because I've liked them in other things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I, I like Gary Oldman. I like. Um, yeah. Who else is in that? What's his face? That guy and the other dude. Alan Rickman. I'm so bad at names, guys. I'm sorry. You're bad at names. I don't know anybody. Yeah. It's just such it's such a good I really like it. And I like the storyline and yeah. you know. Yeah. It's one of my favorite books too. I like reading that. I mean I like reading it's, them all. Yeah, it's that's a great book. I yeah. mean, 
we listen to us. We're like, that's a great book. Yeah, well, they're all great books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to... I, I, I got to go Sorcerer's Stone, I think. I mean, the, the other ones, here's my thing. I try and separate them, book, movie, whatever. Yeah. The other ones, I believe, just they just let me down. And so I can't put them on my favorite list. But Sorcerer's Stone, definitely. I mean, when I walked into Diagon Alley for the first time in Orlando, it was exactly... It's identical. Like I saw in the movie. And I think that's one of the most emotional things that was running through my head is that I, like I was there, like Harry was here. This is where, you know, this is mm-hmm. where it all happens. Like, and I think that, uh, Sorcerer's Stone did a perfect job at getting that right. Mm-hmm. And like, there was just so many things like, I feel like it was the closest to the book and it was the closest to yeah. the picture that I had in my head. And I think that's that's why I like it so much. Yeah. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it? How would it come in handy? Maybe you have an upcoming international trip. Maybe you want to connect with family and friends. Learn about a new culture. Want to understand certain pop culture things. Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. And guess what? It's available on desktop or as an app, and it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention, and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient, and I'm really excited that there's an app There's an app option, and you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion, and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline. And it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and languages needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. 
Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I agree. And it was our first one. And I saw it with my friends and my mom. And it was great. Saw it with my dad with my dad. I mean, and I like the other movies, but there's just some parts that, um, like in the fifth one, I loved the book. I was so excited to see, and we've talked about this, because mm. I know Megan, I think that's her favorite movie, and yeah. it's done beautifully. It's art- amazing. Like, Umbridge is a perfect, perfect. Umbridge. Perfect. Hate her, but she's perfect. perfect. And that's like, what makes it so great. Yes. If you can get that amount of hate for a oh. character in oh. a movie. Like, I would take you know 10 Voldemort's over her. That's some great acting. Yeah. And my biggest thing is, like, you're, there was just so much left out, like, mm-hmm. where I wanted to see more of the Marauders. I wanted to see more of what you read in the book and yeah. disappointed in that aspect. But, I mean, again, you know, you when you are a person that reads a lot of books and then those books become movies, you know not to expect a lot. That's how mm-hmm. I go in there. I go you in have with to. Low expectations. And then it can blow my mind. Hopefully is what mm-hmm. I hope, you know? Yeah. Um, and even like the last ones where they were like, I think that they split for parts one and two. They split it up like in a good place, but there's just some bits in like the very last one, like the whole Voldy bits thing. Hated it. Yeah. I just wish there's something like, I, Especially movies you see now that... Well, there's a lot of things that I think that they did in that movie that were catering to the time. Well, yes. And you should make... Honestly, I'm no director. I'm no writer. I mean, I've written stuff, but the world will never see it. But I don't think they will, at least. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know if you knew that. Um, What am I saying here? But, like, you should... it's, It's like... It's like buying a ring. Everybody's different. Make Every- it, but make yes. it timeless. Yes. Well, here's your the effects thing. don't need to be three D. I was gonna say you see Come movies on. nowadays where like I I can't go see three D movies because it makes me nauseous. Um, yes. And so we all know that because I threw up I'll, on Forbidden Journey. <laughs> I will be watching a movie and I'll see an effect and I'll be like, well, they they say like they're fighting and a, the debris comes at you. Well, mm-hmm. they're making that so when you know. It, you're watching it in 3D. It really is flying at you. Yeah. And I don't need to see that because I'm not going to watch it. In, like, so there's some yeah. aspects where, like, artistically and all that stuff and, like, for the production of a 3D movie, I can understand, but I'm not going to, I don't, I'm not a consumer of that. But, I mean, yeah. if you like it, that's great. I'm not judging people that do. It just, it just kills me that a franchise is this catered to that 3d time well everybody does every movie now most movies now especially action films are going to cater to that how many people actually like 3d though i would I love know. to hear from our listeners I, like do you see movies in 3d because i will i don't yeah actually i would love to know how many people like go see movies in 3d yeah um but i do know that the 3d now is different from 3d back when we were kids we're like 
it's more like you're immersed in it where it's kind of like all around you. It's hard mm-hmm. to explain versus like, um, you know, it's coming straight like, at you. Yeah. Kind of like nauseating. Yeah. I think it's less nauseating and more like, I will say the last movie I think I saw in 3d was, um, Night Before Christmas. They re-released it a couple years ago. Oh, really? But that movie wasn't made to be 3D, so it wasn't that. Wasn't that great? Yeah. yeah I, I mean, can't it was even still imagine good, it's 3D. like just the movie, which is a great movie. But Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I remember seeing a movie in 3D because I got the glasses or whatever, but I can't remember for the life of me what it was. It was a long time ago. Yeah, I just I don't like it. I remember yeah. when Avatar came out, my dad went to go with my see it with my uncle and someone else, and they were sitting in the back of the theater. He felt sick for hours. Like Your dad he, did? He, yeah. And I, however many years ago, Avatar came out, like 10. Forever. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. a whole park to it. Yep. Is there a fandom for that? I don't know. There was supposed to be, <laughs> there was supposed to be a second movie co- to come out before it opened, but yeah. that didn't happen. Hmm. But they also, I think it took years for it to make. I mean, I hear it's beautiful, but I was yeah. just like, I didn't know there was a demand for that. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not, not that I wouldn't go and see it, but I'm also not one beating down the door. Let's go to Avatar Land. I don't know what it's called. I'm sorry. Avatar Land. I don't know what it's called. Megan would know if she was here. Dear Megan. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry you missed us. What's Avatar Land? Your invitation to our recording was in the mail. It's got lost. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I snorted. All right, here we go. (laughs) Here I go. Here I go. Here I go again. Um, Favorite actor or actress? I might. From the Harry Potter movies. I might I know exactly where I'm going with this. Well, I'm going to say this first. I love to watch British television shows because I like the way, like, I like to listen to them speak. So I like watching. She's a lush. (laughs) (laughs) So I like, I like watching all the shows and I watch, like watching movies and all that stuff from England. So it's so funny to see, like, I'm one of those people. Well, I'll be watching something. I'm like, they were in Harry Potter. They were in Harry Potter. Yes, they were in Harry yes, Potter. Yes, I do that too. Yeah. I do that too. Um, Especially with uh, one that I can think of right right off the top of my head is Sleepy Hollow. Yes, I think about it uh, every time. Uh, I'm like, like, yes. He's oh, in Harry oh, Potter. He's in Harry Potter. Look at Dumbledore. <laughs> and like even, because we were just watching Love Actually, which is one, oh, of my favorite, yeah. one of my favorite movies, hands down, and one of my favorite Christmas movies to watch. Um, but Bill Nighy um, is in it. I don't know. Nighy, Nighy. Uh, I think you are going to say Bill Nye. The science no. guy. But he um, is in love, actually. He's the rock star. I cannot remember his name. Um, and I sing the song that he sings all the time. It, the, I feel it in my fingers. I feel oh, it on yeah, my toes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Christmas is all around me. Christmas. Come on and let it snow. Um, anyway, so he's he's in Harry Potter. He plays Scrudgemere, correct? He plays the minister. Scrudgemere? Yeah, what do I call him? Scrudgemere? Oh, my God. <laughs> This is when you know I'm like my mother. Scratch me up. But he's also in Pirates of the Caribbean. He plays Davy Jones, I believe. Shut up! Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, because I also, I have the thing where I might not know the actor's name, but I can recognize their voice or see their face. And I will sit there, and especially yeah, if I'm no, in a movie theater, it. I will track in my brain where they, like, how do I know them? What do mm-hmm. I know them from? And then, like, so usually, you miss half the movie. No, not all the time. <laughs> but, like, I will figure it out, and, like, hopefully, like, I won't have to... Like, I try to play a game with myself. I'm like, can I figure it out without getting out my phone? Like, this happened when we were watching Rogue One, because the girl that plays Jen Erso's mother... I'm like, why do I know her? What's she in? She was in an ep- a couple episodes of The Fall, which is another British television show with Jamie Dornan in it, and he is the guy that's on 50 Sh- in Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay, I know who that is. Yeah. I haven't seen those movies. I don't really care for no, it. I, um, shout out to our friends across the pond, though. Yes, but anyways, going to my favorite actress, I would say, is um, 
Oh, actress. Okay. Oh, yeah. A lady. Maggie, Maggie Smith. Oh, yeah. Did I take yours? No. Okay. But she's just great. Like, Dude, you, can't, her. you can't get a better McGonagall. Yeah. Like, she's perfect. And she was... I think there's, like, a photo of her, like, reading the Daily Prophet while she's on set. And was she going through chemo at that time? She might have been. God bless her. Yeah. What a tough chick. Yeah. Yeah. I really... I, I love her. Like, I just She's love such her. a great actress. And, mm-hmm. um... A fun fact, her son is an actor, and if you ever watched um, Black Sails, he's on that. Black Sails, no. It's a good show. You guys, what I watch consists of The Office reruns, Gilmore Girls, Friends, (laughs) and the occasional new show, but I've been waiting for New Girl to come back, and they're like, they're filming, but I'm like, give me some New Girl. It's the last season. I know. Her son plays Captain Flint on Black Sails. Watch that if you'd like. It's a good show. Mm. They've got a lot of British people on it and other not British people. I feel like Maggie Smith, though, she's like one of those people that she's just been in the industry for so Mm -hmm. long. I feel like she's been... This kind of sounds like an a-hole thing to say. It's not meant as an a-hole thing, but she's been old for, like, forever. Like, when you saw her in Secret Garden, like, she was old in Secret Garden. Like, she's just... And you know what I just read that I thought was so funny? Like, she's... Because you've heard me all talk about how I sometimes I I miss the fact that, you know, Gary Oldman is playing Sirius Black and there's a year's difference between like who he how old he is in real life Mm -hmm. and what the character he's playing. So sometimes I forget about how they're supposed to be only 21, like Gary's parents when they're dead. Um, She's right around like McGonagall's age. It's perfect. Like, yeah. She's just, yeah, she, she is a perfect McGonagall. She's a perfect McGonagall. Yeah. And that's the thing that gets me is like, people are like, make a TV show, make a TV show. Who, who are you going to have as all these epic characters? Yeah. They're, most of them are still like, well, we do a lot of poor one outs, I guess. But <laughs> but mo- a lot of them, a few of them are still around. It's like, who, I just, yeah. I'm not ready for a TV show. I'm not, yeah. I'm not there yet. It's too soon. I mean, I wouldn't say no if they were. I mean, I'd watch it, but it's just like, I don't know. You'd have to do real good job. But let me tell you, who plays Kylo Ren? Um, That is Adam Driver. Adam Driver is Snape. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I also, if anyone's seen The Last Jedi, the movie, clearly. Are you going to ruin it for people? No, no. I was oh, just okay, saying, good. he looks so young. Like, I kept looking oh, at him. Oh, he looks him. good. I'm like, you No, he's like in his 30s, like maybe 30, 31. Like, he looks like he's a teenager. And I'm like staring at him going, can you tell me people what your skin routine ab- is? People say that about me all the time. Yeah, but you are like. I was being, a, a, you know, a snap, but there's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's 34. He looks, he looks darn he good. He doesn't even look like he's 24. Mm-hmm. His voice, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, let's dive into mine. It's an actor. Can you guess? Me. Bing, 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 bing. Is it Bud? (laughs) It's Bud. (laughs) Who is it? Do you know? Can you guess? I feel like I do, but I can't think of his name. (laughs) Really? My foot's asleep. Is it the first Dumbledore? No. Oh, I don't know. Is it Alan Rickman? It is. <laughs> There's no better Snape. Yeah. As much as we just were saying Adam Driver, look, I mean, he would do, Adam Driver would do. He would do it well. Yes. But he's not Alan Rickman. Correct. Where like as much as I don't, I mean, not that I don't like Snape, but I don't like Snape, but like Alan Rickman as Snape. As, yeah. Again, it's, aside it's like, from the, from the character itself. Yes. Like he's, umbrage. Per, yes. He's 
perfect. He's perfect. His drawl, and I think I read somewhere, I can't remember, where he he wanted all those buttons on his coat. And someone mentioned, like, you know, how he must have been, like, buttoning all those buttons, like, getting into character and, like, really feeling like Snape. Like, I was just like, ooh, that's so good. And um, it actually makes me think of this, uh, the Jim Carrey uh, doc that I just watched on Netflix. Um, it's like me and Andy or something like this where he, Oh, did, how was that? I gotta tell you, I've never appreciated actors more. Jim Carrey, you know, if you love him or hate him, that's whatever, but he is epic. He gets into that character and he really is that character. He said there were some times where he found it hard to be Jim because he was being Andy. And I was like, whole it, it watch it. Well, I wanted to, but the trailer itself, because I like to I like to watch trailers before I watch some stuff mm. just to decide. The trailer was almost too heavy for me. So I was like oh, no, I was so with good. other people, so I was like, I need this is something I need to watch by myself. Yeah, definitely watch it by yourself. It was so good, but I just feel like seeing Jim Carrey talk about, you know, becoming this character and how attached Alan Rickman felt to Snape and his relationship with Rowling. I just feel like he he probably did some of those same things as he was, you know, preparing to mm-hmm. to be Snape. Mm-hmm. And it just, oh, it just gets me. But he was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Like he even will say, well, not anymore, but they would say, sorry, pour one out for Alan Literally Rickman pour and one for out. Snape. So we'll do two. Yep. Um, that like the kids were like afraid of him, like on set. Like, and after a while they finally got used to him being like, okay, this is just mm-hmm. Alan. Like he's just going to like he's a great guy outside of that. Cause you got to think about how hard you have to work to get into character. And then you don't want to break that, you know, to like joke around or goof off or whatever. I I mean, I don't know. I've never acted before, but I got to figure that you want to like stay in your character. So you're like really authentic, Mm -hmm. but I just, I I feel like he did it so well. Mm -hmm. And uh, I agree. I agree. I I mean, I, I think that I don't know if I have any issues with anyone that's in any of the Harry Potter movies. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think they've all played their parts really well. Actor mm-hmm. actor versus, you know, Umbridge, who was played by Imelda Staunton. I don't know if that's how it's Shout it, out to her, because she's God. amazing. Like, amazing. I just, I can't even. <laughs> she cannot even, y'all. Yeah. And then I was thinking about this, because I watch a lot of shows. I like to watch... Um, Interviews and stuff, um, and talking about how, like, staying in character and everything, and Ray Fiennes was talking about how he, like, as much as, like, you see him as Voldemort, you see him with no-nos, that is prosthetic, because he has a larger, a rather large nose, and, Mm -hmm. um... He was like, I knew I did well. He's like, when I was in all the makeup and like someone's kid was on set and immediately started crying when they looked yes, at him. Yes, yes. I'm like, that's so good. Like, it's just perfect. Yeah, I mean, he was a great Voldemort. Yeah. He was a great Voldemort. Um, yeah. I wish they would have written him better in the last one. But, you know, yeah, I agree. I think it's funny. Did you ever watch the Lego Batman movie? No. So in so. the Lego Batman movie, they have Voldemort in it Did right? really yes <laughs> and he's voiced by um eddie izzard i believe is how you say his name okay who mm-hmm. is hilarious he's like a comedian and he does some other stuff he's mm-hmm. british but they also had ray fines voice um someone but he voiced who is batman's um 
dude, not Robin, but who's the other guy? Who's the guy that lives his butler? What is his name? Al- is it Alfred? Yes. He voiced Alfred. So like they had Voldemort, really funny. but they didn't have him voice Voldemort. Why wouldn't they do that? I, it's funnier. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, it, so it's like, obviously like, like people movie. know that this is Voldemort, but, it's, it's not but they kind of play. Cause like, I don't know if, if Eddie Izzard is like androgynous or gay, but like he, he's a little feminine sometimes. Like he's been, I've seen him wear makeup. I've seen him have like, I don't know who this guy is. Um, I'll pull up his picture, but so he, it, it's just, it's a good movie. <laughs> I should watch it. I should watch it. All right. We're done with our actuals. I think so. All right. Favorite creatures. Um, my favorite creature is creature. Uh, <laughs> no. Oh, I'm not like, oh. I'm not a big fan of house elves. Like they're just kind of, to me, they're kind of annoying. And at the same time, I don't You're want them to be off of Dobby. Yeah. But like, I don't want them to be like slaves or anything. I'm not, a, I'm not for any of that, you know, free the house off and everything, but spew. Yeah. But like, Especially because we're now rereading Chamber of Secrets. You're going to get a whole lot of house elf. Dobby. Oh, Dobby. Dobby. Um, no, I love how every time it turns into me talking about something I don't like. <laughs> That's true. This is about our favorites, um, not our... But like reading when we were favorites. going through the... Um, pull out that book, Fantastic Beasts. I want to look at them. The you me get out of my chair? Oh, my God. You talk. You stall me. Uh... Scars on foreheads and red hair on Weasleys. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is what happens when just the two of us record. These are a few of our favorite things. Just the two of us. We, we can, can make it if we try. Just the two of us. You and I. I really like the golden snidget. hey Because that thing is so cute. It is. And I want to protect it with my life. So I had a cousin who um, likes Harry Potter, but he also has some issues with it. And he was talking about Quidditch, and he's like, "Man, Quidditch." He's like, "I don't understand the whole point of that hundred and fifty po- like points." And I was like, "Well, if well, you listen to a Felix file, I said the same thing." <laughs> and then I also said, "I'm like, or if you read the book, he's like, well, I read it, and it's still." I'm like. But, like, they won 150 galleons if they caught this snitch. I'm like, and now it's more humane where it's not an actual bird. It's a snitch. Well, snidget is what they caught. A snidget. A snidget. It's easy enough to understand. (laughs) (laughs) I apologize to anybody with that kind of accent. Is that Scottish? Yeah, I believe he is Scottish. I'm sorry, guys. That was terrible and I butchered it. I also said, if you haven't gotten the Fantastic Beast illustrated copy, it's What are you doing with your life? (laughs) Um... It's a different artiste than the normal books. This is illustrated by Olivia Newton John. Lamont <laughs> Gill. I'm sorry. Every time I hear that name, I gotta say it. I like a phoenix. A phoenix is a good. I got a phoenix. Yeah. I like the idea of a phoenix. I like rising from the ashes. Like, yeah. You know? Yes. It's, it's a good. Um, it would be metaphor. Good symbolism is what I'm thinking. Nifflers. What's the symbology? Name that movie. I don't know. No. Boondock Saints. I haven't seen that movie in like 10 years. Well, we're having a date night. Nope. I, what? I can't have date nights. I'm single. What? That? Nope. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. I can only date myself, apparently. <laughs> but we're going <laughs> to catch the Niffler. We are. Um... <laughs> Oh, man. 
I like um, this is an interesting the lefty fold. What is that? Also known as the living shroud. Mm. And so, like, it's just like very thin. It's like a shroud essentially, and it like it's a black cloak. It resembles. And it, like, slithers up on people when they're sleeping. And the reason they found out about it, because this guy, like, was already awake. Like, he had been sleeping, and then he woke up. But he faked being asleep. So it, like, claim, claimed, climbed, like, on top of him. And then he, like, caught it. And he was, like, wrote oh, about it. This is a creature. Yeah. Like, it's fascinating. Weird. <laughs> it was Flavius Belby in Papua oh. New Guinea. Look at the nasal Leprechauns. Kelpie. Do you have a favorite animal? I like the names of some of these. Ooh, the imp. Um, yeah, I like um, hippogriffs. Oh, yeah. 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 Hippogriffs are my fave right there. Do you want me to read about the hippogriff? You read my hippogriff. Look, they live in a nest. They live in a nest. They'll lay a single large and fragile egg, which hatches within 24 hours. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Wow. That's quite a growth process. So, the hippogriff. Tis an animal. <laughs> I'm going to read you guys the classification and what it means. It has three X's by it, which according to um, the Ministry of Magic, which they abbreviate to mom, <laughs> it says competent wizards should cope. And it says the hippogriff is native to Europe, though now found worldwide. It has the head of a giant eagle and the body of a horse. It can be tamed, though this should be attempted only by experts. Mm. Eye contact should be maintained when approaching a hippogriff. Bowing should shows good intentions. If the hippogriff returns the greeting, it is safe to draw closer. The hippogriff burrows for insects, but will also eat birds and small mammals. Breeding hippogriffs build nests upon the ground into which they will lay a single large and fragile egg, which hatches within 24 hours. The fledgling hippogriff should be ready to fly within a week, though it will be a matter of months before it is able to accompany its parents on longer journeys. Goodness. The little picture is You read that very well. I sometimes can read. I'm proud of you. Yeah, it's a Okay, so from now on, you can't say I can't read. You're supposed to say I can sometimes read. I can sometimes read. <laughs> I will say I like, I like um the, the griffin too back there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, a that's good pretty boss. Yeah. I agree. I like it. Um I always think when I see Grindelwald how in um um Goblet of Fire mm-hmm. when they come out of the water and mm-hmm. she's like Flair didn't get past the Grindelows. And like the way she says that, it's like, yeah, speak more. Speak more. Go Hermione. Don't they have like fragile fingers? Grindelows. Grindelows. Um, I will read you. Or the brittle c- fingers they're described as. It says like it's a horned, pale green water demon. Grindelow is found. <laughs> yeah, it says it's found in lakes throughout Britain and Ireland. It feeds on small fish and is aggressive towards wizards and muggles alike. Though mer people have been known to um, domesticate it, the Grindelow have very or has very long fingers, which though they uh. exert, uh, yeah, that's weird. Exert a powerful grip are easy to break. Yeah. See, I remembered stuff. Yeah. I like some of the dragons in this too. Mm-hmm. What is oh, that thing? That's a gnome. That's the awful. Gnome. Oh, that's uh. awful. <laughs> Look at its butt cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> It's a common garden oh, pest hey-o. found throughout northern Europe, 
nope, it says North, yeah, it does, Northern Europe and North America. It may reach a foot in height with um, a disproportionately large head and hard bony feet. The gnome can be expelled from the garden by swinging it in circles until dizzy, then dropping in, dropping it over the garden wall. Alternatively, a jarvie may be used, though many wizards nowadays find this method of gnome control too brutal. I don't know what a jarvie is. Jarvie? Yeah, J-A-R-V-E-Y. I will always say, like, when I read about, like, this and I'm spinning gnomes, I immediately think of the Weasleys. Yeah. Getting them out of the garden. Yeah. Like, I think it'd be hilarious to watch them. Is this what's your blue or black? It's blue. Okay. I like the picture of the ghoul in here. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's very large and in charge. And in pajamas. And, like, I think, like, this, this for me, helps... um, Mm -hmm. Because the ghoul hiding in the attic, well, not hiding, but living in the Weasley's attic, and they faked it to look like Ron. Like, this picture helps me think, like, oh, it could actually work because he looks like a human. Yeah, I guess when I thought of ghoul before, I thought of, like, the the green guy from, uh... Yeah. What's it? What am I saying? Um, are you thinking of, um... Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I imagine. I'm like, is, that, is that Green Guy from that? I don't know if they... If, I'm thinking maybe Flubber. Is that what you're no, thinking? No, that's not what I'm thinking. Timmy's going to look it up. Flubber. Let's look it up. Shout out to Flubber. Um, green Guy. Oh, my gosh. I like, um, I like all of the dragons. I think dragons are pretty cool. What was the movie called again? Oh, my gosh. My brain is... Garbage. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. The Ukrainian Guys, I'm Iron sorry. Belly is very large. It's the largest breed. I like it because it's on four pages. I was right. Okay, I didn't say you Slimer. were. Slimer. That's what it's called. Yep. <laughs> Good old Slimer. I like the story behind the... De- is it the Demi Guys? Demi Guys, yeah. Were they like mated? I don't know. It was maybe not them. Someone. Oh, you know, you know who it was. Who was it? Um, Who's getting down and dirty? No, they like brought him over. Hold on, let me find it. The hide behind, I believe. The hide behind is an accidentally created species, which Ooh. was imported to North America by old world crook Phineas Fletcher. Fletcher, a trader in banned artifacts and creatures, had intended to import the trafficked demi guys into New York. With the aim, what? Do you think we're gonna see this guy? We might. Oh! It says, with the aim of manufacturing invisibility cloaks. I thought you were hitting me because I swear. And I was like, I didn't. I'm just reading. Oh, no. I I just was thinking maybe we'll see him in Fantastic Beasts. It says, the demiguys escaped on uh, board, ship, and bred with a stowaway ghoul. Their resultant offspring took off into the Massachusetts forest when Phineas's ship docked. And their descendants continue to infest the region today. The hide behind is nocturnal and has the power of invisibility. Those who have seen it describe a tall, silver-haired creature, something like a skinny bear. Its preferred <laughs> prey is humans, Ooh. which magizoologists speculate is the result of the cruelty with which Phineas mm. Fletcher has known to treat the unfortunate creatures in his power. Whoa, that's terrifying. Yeah. And Wait, will, what forest? It says the Massachusetts forest. Massachusetts. I was, it, um, their classification is four X's, which is dangerous, requires specialist knowledge, skilled wizard may handle. What's a five X? I'm what sure, creature's a five? Sure some, it's like a dragon or something like this? Well, let's look at the dragons. 
None of these have an answer for me. Mm. Ah, yes. Ah. Yes. Ah, yes. The dragon has a 5X classification. It says known wizard killer impossible to train or domesticate. Wait, why does it say... Okay, why is that a 5? Which I get. But why is the other one only a 4 known wizard killer? That other one likes humans. What's not a wizard killer? Wizards are humans. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know. Come on, people. Oh, Oh, here's a Darby. Oh, oh my gosh. It looks like an otter. The Jarvi is found in Britain, Ireland, and North America. It resembles an overgrown ferret in most respects, except for the fact that it can talk. <gasps> How cool would that be? Shut your face. True conversation, however, is beyond the wit of the Jarvi, which tends to confine itself to short and often rude phrases in almost every, almost constant ste- stream. Jarvis live mostly below ground where they pursue gnomes, though they will also eat moles, rats, and voles. I hope they curse. They probably do. I hope they curse if like sailors. If one was sailors. living in my garden, they'd probably be cursing. <laughs> but then I could like chase them with my vole because that's my Patronus. You could. Come get this. <laughs> they do like to eat that, though. Yeah. Oh, voles. Yeah. What's a hickey punk? Did we, see, did we see that? I don't know. I just remembered it from uh, Hermione. 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 It's a hippocampus. So I don't think I pronounced that right. What did you call isn't it, it? Isn't it called a hickey punk? There's nothing. There's no. Because she's like, we've just been learning about red caps and hickey punks or something like this. Yeah. Is that a movieism? Could be. Ah! Could be. It's not in there. This is ABC Order, friends. Manicore, which reminds me if anyone's ever seen. I think it was in True Blood they were talking about a manicore. Which is a highly dangerous Greek beast with the head of a man, the body of a lion, and the tail of a scorpion. As dangerous as the Chimerian, and as rare mm. as the Manticore, is reputed, is that correct, to croon softly it. as it devours its prey. Oh. How terrifying would that That's be? Creepy. Let me Let me sing to you softly while I kill you. <laughs> Manticore skins repels almost all known charms, and the sting causes instant death. All right. Well, at least you're dead. You don't have to listen to it. Yeah. Mer people, they were different than, I mean, but I guess like you're so, you're, when you see mer people like in Harry Potter, you, you think you're going to get like these beautiful, like aerialish type creatures. Like you think. I always thought I was going to see seashells on. Yeah, but know. it was completely different. <laughs> and even like these pictures are beautiful mm-hmm. and they even have like the um, houses and stuff. Yeah, it was interesting that they, well, no, well, wait, the one mermaid in the bathroom, she was cute. But the ones in the lake were like... Well, yeah, well, she's like just a like stained glass mirror. Yeah, but window. is she based on a real person? person? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so do we ever land on your favorite? I like. I think I like the Golden Snitchet. I okay. Think oh, yeah, favorite. you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I can read about it if you'd like. Do it to it. Did you just lick your finger to touch my book? I'm sorry. I'm one of those people. Yeah, well, you're awful. <laughs> this just makes me want to go back and read these all again. The buff skin. So cute. Is that its tongue? It says, from time to time, a very long, thin pink tongue will emerge from the depths <laughs> of the puff skin and snake through the house searching for food. I hope you can hear you. Yeah. Not very close not, to your mouth. I'm not terribly far away from it. I'm loud. Are you? I feel like I'm a loud person. I get told that all the time. Hmm. Oh, bow truckles. 
Bow Truckles. There's so many good ones, you guys. It's hard to choose, but I really like I just think the Golden Snidget is really cute. It is really cute. And it flies really far. Mm-hmm. I mean, fast. But what? there's, like, a lot of th- cool animals. What would you take to Hogwarts? If I could? Well, if yeah. we're only allowed to take a frog, an owl, or a cat, I'd take an owl. Mm-hmm. But I want it to be a cute owl. Yeah. And I want to train it to sing to me. Mm. I don't even think you can do that, but... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but why was Ron allowed to have scabbers? I don't know. Maybe you're allowed to have rats. All None of these things are something. And he was allowed to have a toad. Well, it is toads. toads. You said frogs, but oh, it's not okay. really frogs. It's toads. Yeah. I didn't want to correct you to be that kind of person, but... You, I mean, I, mean, I am now. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I almost did it again. Yeah, I saw you. Ooh, that mm. looks cool. A snaily gaster. That looks like a... Uh, Ooh, Weird. possesses fangs of serrated steel with which it slices through its prey. Gross. It's got to be painful. Mm. Ooh, a snidget. This is what it says about the golden snidget. Um, Mom says that it, the classification is four X's, so its dangers require specialist knowledge and skill that wizard may handle. And it says the golden snidget is an extremely rare protected species of bird, completely round with a very long, thin beak and glistening Jewel-like red eyes. The golden snidget is an extremely fast flyer that can change direction with uncanny speed and skill, owing to the rotation joints of its wings. The golden snidget's feathers and eyes are so highly prized that it is it was at one time in, da- in danger of being hunted to extinction by wizards. Yep. The danger was recognized in time and the species protected, the most notable factor being the substitution of the golden snitch for the snidget in the game of Quidditch. Snidget sanctuaries exist worldwide. And then it says um, with the rating of the four X's, it says not because it is dangerous, but because severe penalties are attached to its captive capture or injury. I wondered. I wondered why it was that high. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And it says anyone interested in the role played by the golden snidget in the development of the game of Quidditch is advised to consult Quidditch through the ages by Kennelworthy Wisp. Yep. Which we went through all of that. Ooh, the Sphinx is really cool too. Yes. But we went through talking about the golden yeah. snidget. So if you're not um, a patron, yeah. what have you been doing? We talked <laughs> about that in our Quidditch throughout the ages. Unicorns are cool too. Yeah, there's too many. Yeah. There's too many to choose. And now I, I don't now I'm like I also you're... really like Fang. Like Yeah. He's a cool dwog. I love dwogs. Dwog. Ah, the dwogs. Very much a dwog person. Yes, dogs. Not that cats aren't cool too, but werewolves are an interesting thing. Yes. Wampus cat. That's my. Um, that's your guy. Yeah, that's my thing. In I'm a horned serpent. In uh, whatever it's called. I'm a snake. Ooh, a wampus cat is five X's. Rear. Literally. Does that have extra legs? No. Yes. yes. Weird. Want to read about the wampus cat? Breed me the wampus. Somewhat resembling the mundane mountain lion or cougar in size yes. and appearance, mm-hmm. the wampus cat is native to Appalachia. Ooh. It can walk on its hind legs, outrun arrows. Wow. And its yellow eyes are reputed to have the power of both hypnosis and legilimens. <clears throat> what? I'm choking. On nothing. <clears throat> Pretty much. The Cherokee <laughs> have, have most extensively studied the wampus cat with whom they share their native region. And only they have ever succeeded in procuring wampus cat hair 
for use as a wand core. In 1832, Wizard Al- uh, wow. Abel Treetops of the Cincinnati of Cincinnati claimed to have patented. <laughs> see, we said it could read, and now this happens. Claimed to have patented a method of taming wampus cats for use as guards over wizarding houses. Nice. Treetops was exposed as a fraud when Makuza raided his home and found him putting engorgement charms on nasals. <laughs> One of the houses Sorry of the, if that was loud. Yeah. One of the houses of the North American Wizarding School, Ilvermorny, is named after the Wampus Cat. And that is the house I am in. Nice. Yeah. Um, so it mentioned the Cherokee? Yes. So you know how um I wonder if like Native Americans were like like if they were all wizards and witches. Because I know they're very mm. spiritual. Mm-hmm. It's a good thought. I like it. I like that Yeti's in here as well. Dude. Also known as Bigfoot, the abominable snowman. I love it. I yeah. want to be a Yeti. I wish that was my Patronus. That would be a cool Patronus. That would be an amazing Patronus. But it'd be funny because you're not tall and like, yeah. he is. That'd be perfect. Like, what's your Patronus? A Yeti. Ain't what's no thing. What's your Patronus? Vol. Do you want to talk about what um, you're excited about for us coming up? Like, what are you excited about? Like, about the podcast? It? Yeah, with, with Chamber of Secrets, because we're going to be starting. You know what I think I want to learn more about? I want to learn more about the split of the how, the founders and more, if we can learn more about the chamber. I don't know if there's, excuse me, a whole lot of information on that. Oh, yeah. but And learning more about, like, basilisks and, um, yeah. yeah. I think that's Ooh, a basilisk might be in here. Well, we could probably save that for the actual podcast. Not that this isn't the actual podcast, but. We're going to save it. Um, but yeah, I think I agree with you, like thinking about, and I don't know how much information there is about the founders and like, mm-hmm. how much did they know about the chamber of the secrets? Chamber, yeah. Also, um, I think s- just seeing the foundation that this book's going to lay for, uh, Horcruxes. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be really cool. I love to see the way that we tie the earlier books in, uh, throughout. So that's one of, one of the things I'm excited about. Yeah. It is in here, but we're going to save it. <laughs> it's also known as the King of the Serpents. Pretty cool. Sleepins. All right. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm excited yeah, what do you, to start it. Yeah. Is that what you're excited for, too? I think that's or? a good point, Ed. I'm just, I like to delve deep because there's new things I learn every time we talk like, yeah. about everything and mm-hmm. get back into our routine of, you know, talking about Harry Potter. Like the books. Who? who? I don't know. Who's it? I don't know who he is. Okay. Well, we're going to have to do some research. I just research. heard his name for the first time today. We'll get back to you on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're rolling in right into our social media. So if you haven't already, um, you need to join our Facebook group for discussions on each of the episodes and just any kind of Harry Potter shenanigans. We get all kinds of stuff posted on there. I've been doing my 12 days of socks. Um, that'll be pretty much done when this episode airs. But uh, if you've enjoyed me opening socks, great. (laughs) No, I've been having fun with it. Um, but you're going to have to answer three super hard questions. Just kidding. You have to answer three questions and they're pretty, uh, basic questions for anybody who's seen or read Potter. Um, if you don't answer them, I'm going to send it right back to you until you do answer. them. Yeah, I won't. I don't, um, I'm not going to add you cause you might correct. be a bot. So I'm not going to add any bots. Um, so it's a great community. We love talking with everyone. So 
You can find us on Facebook where we're most active, like our page to get all the latest info. We're sharing a lot about um, Fantastic Beasts and what's coming up. Um, anything that Rawling does really on Twitter, we'll be mm-hmm. sharing. So if, get all your latest Harry Potter info from our Facebook page. Um, we are Swish and Flick Podcast on Facebook or Swish Flip Cast on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. 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 Um, so you can also support us on Patreon and Patreon, um, helps us provide better content more often. Um, you'll get extra stuff from us by being a patron. So you can go to www.patreon.com slash switch flick cast and you can support your favorite, favorite Potter podcast. And you can also follow your Swish and Flick hosts on Twitter and Instagram. You can find Megan at Meg's Mouse Tews. It's been a while since I've said that. It's been great. So that's Meg's Mouse Tales, T-A-L-E-S. You can follow Sarah at O'Malley. And that's O with three H's. And then you can find Katie at Skaterade7. And then you can find me, Tiffany, on the Twitter at TiffSwish underscore Flick. You can also find me on Box Trick, which is an all-video game podcast. I do that with my friend Matt from Second Breakfast. He's also on a little Star Wars podcast called Rebel Watch. <laughs> it's a little self-promoting you plug said, at the end there. Getting all the plugs in. I'm just trying to help these guys out. You know, if you like um, old school video games, even some new ones, um, we've been talking about Zelda, Super Mario, Pokemon, you know, all the good stuff. And that's on Box Trick. You can find us on Podbean and iTunes. Well, check out their other ones too. Second Breakfast Second and Breakfast. Rebel Watch. Yeah, Second Breakfast does um, a lot of like pop culture stuff. Uh, Dragon Ball Z, um, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, Stranger Things, food, yeah, food reviews. It, it's just it's 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 a mishmash of just awesomeness. Yeah, love those guys. Yeah. And then Rebel Watch. I know we have a lot of uh, listeners who are also Star Wars fans. So if you um, you need some counseling on your thoughts about the Last Jedi, go listen yeah. to Rebel Watch. They did two episodes. One is an initial reaction episode. Which is long, but it's I, really I good. Listened. It's so good. I wanted to. My whole plan was because they, they watched it that Thursday, and so they like recorded, mm-hmm. and so I was going to watch the movie Friday and then listen to it. But then I watched the movie, and I decided I need to see the movie again before I listen to talk to anybody else about it. Yeah. Um, I get that. So I'm gonna we're gonna go see it. Actually, we're gonna see it today on uh, Christmas Eve. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll listen to them. Yep, I'm about halfway through their second one. Um, in defense of yeah. the Last Jedi, yeah, but they're good guys. Go listen to full them. disclosure. I loved it. So yeah, I it agree. is what it is. I agree. Okay. You can see that I cried probably through half of it, most multiple times. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and also you can call us and yes. leave us a voicemail. Please leave us voicemails. We love them. We do listen to all of them. Um. So the phone number is. One three three zero five five two seven zero four three, and if you're an international caller, you have to put the one in front of it for sure. Okay, um, but call us, leave us voicemails. We love to listen to them. We do, we do. Um, and I don't know. Yeah, leave us some good uh, iTunes ratings there. Yeah. Some nice comments. Uh, yeah. We like that. And if you ever had a bad Star Wars tattoo, let us know. <laughs> 
<laughs> send us your tattoos. It's just going to be now a funny story. BB one and a half, guys. BB one and a half. Always with us forever. Yeah. All right. So that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the muggles get you down. Or do. <laughs> do or do not. There is no try. There is no try. <gasps> Amazing. Just my voice. <laughs> A whole bag of carrots together. That's what friends do. What episode is this? 22. I'm feeling like 22. How does it Taylor? I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. It's Christmas Eve and it's Sunday. You know what they say about Sundays. They are not Mondays. <laughs> no post on Sundays. <laughs> no blasted letters today. No, sir. Not one single <laughs> bloody letter. <laughs> not one. Smiley! She's going to put that in the end. I hope she does. <laughs> Should we sing a song about sure. Sarah and Tiffany, our best friends? They're much better than Megan and Kate. <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.